0: Hi everyone and welcome to the News Agent Podcast. I'm Susie Lysett, Good Lord Senior Content Executive and today we'll be taking a look into how to go about setting up your own lettings agency in the best way. Um, now I've personally not got much experience within that field so I've called on someone who's recently taken the plunge in setting up his own business. Uh, so Chris Toynbee um, with his new sales and letting agency Gray and Toynbee. Um, thanks very much for joining me today Chris. Uh, thanks for having me. Um, Well, um, I think that for this particular topic, learning more about you and obviously your background is pretty important, just to understand, uh, you know, how you've got to this point. I I guess initially, so if you wouldn't mind just um, telling us a bit more about you, filling us in on your experience in the industry, just to kick us off, that would be great.
1: Yeah, of course. Um, Well, I haven't actually been in estate agency for for all that long. So my first foray was uh, about five or six years ago when I joined a another local company in Cambridge. But before that, I did the kind of standard. Graduate jobs uh, outside of university, but then fed into property investment. So uh, I did a few years buying, uh, renovating, uh, and building up a portfolio of my own, and then kind of fed into the job in a state estate agency a few years ago. But ended up really enjoying it and, and ended up being quite involved in running that business uh, after a couple of years so uh, that's kind of where I got the i suppose the bug for 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 running a business and uh, about eighteen months ago or so maybe a bit less now uh, myself and my now business partner uh, left that business um, and started up our own so uh, it's quite nice from my side to be able to have seen the industry from a from a buyer seller's perspective but also now I'm in the industry and I'm on the other side of the desk and I, I can I see it from our side.
0: No it was going to be one of my questions about how you kind of made that connection, you know how you uh, how you kind of established that as a business partnership and you knew that it would be strong enough to be able to carry into your own business. I mean, was it just you you know you worked with uh, with your partner for a while and then and then just those conversations developed or was it always the plan? <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, no. Certainly, wasn't always the plan. We um, so we we worked together for two or three years in the in the previous role, um, and actually were pretty hands on the two of us in running that business. Really, so so we worked very closely together. Um, we had intentions to take that business forward, um, but for for whatever reason, our goals weren't aligned with the others who who were um, within the business. So um, we took the decision that we are at good points in our lives, good points of our in our careers that actually it kind of makes sense for us to to give it a go on our own which uh, was quite daunting. Um, but it, and what we're now kind of two, two and a half months in uh, has been a really good start. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it takes a lot of thinking about, I must say.
0: No, I can imagine it's uh, obviously setting up a business. It must in, uh, require a lot of planning and a lot of thought, as you say. I guess, have you, do you think you've always had that entrepreneurial drive? Is that something that's always pushed you? And you thought, you've, have you always thought that you might eventually set up your own business, even if it you know, wasn't necessarily in this field?
1: Sure. Yeah. Uh, Yes. Uh, um, I I, I effectively worked for myself before falling into agency when I was doing my property investment. So I kind of, I think once you've done that for a few years, going back to being an employee is quite a tricky transition um, because you're quite used to making your own decisions. You're quite used to being the master of your own destiny. Um, So I was quite fortunate at the previous role that quite quickly myself and my now business partner ended up being quite autonomous in how we ran the business. Um, So uh, the the leap from being within a big business to a to a newer one wasn't quite so great for us because we had run businesses before. So that side of it, I suppose, wasn't quite so daunting. Um, it was more the fact, I think, that we were starting completely afresh. Um, you know, a blank piece of paper. What do we want to call ourselves? What do we want to look like? Where are we going to base ourselves? All these questions that you don't really think about when you enter into an existing business, you have to start thinking about now. So, um, But very exciting and very uh, enriching, but just a, a, loads of different things to think about.
0: Well, perhaps we could get into that a little bit. Um, as you say, I mean, obviously not not literally everything. We'd be here for quite a while, I suspect. Yeah. What kind of steps, um, what hurdles do you have to, to jump over to get started?
1: Yeah, well, they, they kind of appear from nowhere sometimes as well. So, so um, uh, we would sit down and think about what we wanted the business to look like, what we wanted the business to... Um, not sound like, but while we wanted we wanted it to, to portray us, and you know, kind of distilling that down to a paragraph or two that's going to go on a website is quite tricky. Um, but also making sure that it doesn't sound like everyone else uh, in the industry, and with that, you lead to the fact that is there a gap in the market in the way that people do the do business that that we could highlight or that we could ex- exploit, um, and then you just have the practical things like it took us a long time to set up a bank account, a really long time. Um, and then you have to get premises and you, you have to think about potential staff and HR uh, and, and the the marketing um, or your software requirements and stuff. So um, you quite quickly from a kind of high level, what do we want to sound and look like, drill down into the actual day to day? How are we actually going to do the job? It doesn't really matter how what you sound and look like if you can't actually perform the function in the first place. So um, I, I think we, we didn't do that in a very structured manner, but it kind of fell to itself um bit by bit when something came up because we had the experience of running a business before we kind of knew where to where to go so um it, yeah it, it didn't go it went quite smoothly in the end
0: i think that's good to hear uh, i think there are a few different points there that we can probably delve into but i mean how, how long would you say that it it took from conceptualizing the business and the fact that you wanted to to create your own business to actually uh, the launch day as it were how long would you say that process took
1: it took a good few months, for four or five months probably. Um, we we launched very early May in this year, so um, but we'd been thinking about it for quite a long time. But kind of practically, we'd been putting the steps in probably since January time. Um, and these things just take time. As I say, the bank account took eight weeks to set up, uh, and you can't run a business without having a bank account. Um, uh, we got a marketing team to help us with the branding and the and the, uh, how we how we come across and and, and the, the kind of words we use. Um, and then, as I say, things like premises that just take a long time to find and then uh, negotiate the lease term and get a start day four. Uh, and then we had to do quite a lot of work in our new office to kind of make it how we wanted it to look. So it, it felt quite quick, the four or five months. I think quite easily it could have been six or seven, um, but we were keen to get going and get open and get operating again because that's what that's what we enjoy
0: um what would you say then i guess you've talked about wanting to make sure that everything that you do it kind of represents you and it sounds like you as, as you put it what's the gap what makes your your agency that bit different how do you stand out in that area
1: yeah it was a tricky one really because really we all we all do the same thing we also you know selling a house and letting a house is, is the same sort of process by and large for everyone so um you know how does one come across different to your competitors and particularly when you're sitting in someone's living room and they've had probably two or three of you as it were in front of them already um and i, I think there has been a danger particularly in the, the kind of local industry that, that we work in to to make it sound really complicated to make it sound what we do is really, really clever and really complex and this that, and the other um and actually it, it's not anymore um you know there are processes that you go through and there are boxes to tick absolutely but what we do isn't particularly complex it's not doesn't take a huge amount of um of brain power but um understanding you know i sit in the living rooms with teachers and doctors and you know people who do proper jobs really <laughs> um and what they do is hard what we do is isn't that difficult and, and i think we try to kind of remove the layer of um not smoke and mirrors but uh, just to say that it, it shouldn't be that difficult so it shouldn't be that hard for us to do a good job for you um it's not that complex don't be afraid of it um and we'll just do we'll do a good job um and we'll tick the right boxes and we'll get the process right um because it's not really that it's not really that tricky to get it right um which is hope, hopefully is quite refreshing in the market that we sit in because there is a say there is a tendency to make it sound really grandiose um And some of it can be trickier. But um, for the most part, we all do the same things. We're just saying that we're going to do those things slightly differently.
0: I would suggest you shouldn't necessarily... Put yourself down in oversimplifying it sometimes because there are obviously these qualifications that uh, that agents um, need need to acquire or will at some point in the future. It will become yeah. a bit more of a of a um, mandatory uh, requirement. I mean, how important is that to you in in ensuring that you have all of those things up, even even if like the regulation of property agents isn't currently in place. Sure.
1: Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. So, so myself and my um, uh, co-director, who is also look after lettings, we're both, um, I think she's Marla and I'm a father. So, so we're both all qualified for it. it it's, it's important. It's important to have that, that understanding of the, uh, the legal framework that goes into lettings um, to be able to apply that as well. Um, as I said, I don't I, I understand what you're saying about kind of oversimplifying it. And it's, it, it's certainly not a simple process. But it's, if you have that knowledge, it's not difficult to apply it. You know, It's, it's not difficult to get those qualifications if you go out and you um, assert yourself and you make time to go and do it. Um, it's just having the motivation to go and do so. Um, the challenge for us, I think, is, is communicating to landlords why it's valuable, because I'm sure there's some stats on it somewhere, but I, I suspect more agents than not don't have the qualifications. Um, Plenty might be RLA registered or, or, or registered with, a, with another body, um, but I don't know how, how that balance sits. So communicating to landlords that actually there's real value in that sometimes only happens if something's gone wrong for them somewhere else because you know they missed something or something wasn't quite done the right way. So that, that's the challenge in our industry, I think, is, is trying to communicate how valuable having that knowledge is
0: and i guess on the topic of challenges you you are setting up a new business you know and and it is it is an area where uh, despite the fact that we've obviously talked about why what makes you stand out and what makes you different and um, there are other businesses in the field you know as data letting agents that have been around for a while so what what are the challenges that you found in joining this industry so far kind of two and a half months in you know um, or yeah. what, what are you anticipating
1: perhaps yeah yeah well it, interestingly because both myself and my business partner have been in the local industry for a while we kind of hope that our names might you know people might recognize the name that they worked with us before and i think to a certain extent they have but actually we perhaps underestimated um as we've learned certainly in the first few months is the the power of familiarity familiarity Kind of say it because we're a new brand it looks interesting but i'm not sure i'm going to use you quite yet i want to see how you're going to get on in the first few months um and we've got lots of very well-established brands in our local area um, who some I'm sure do a great job um, and but people will be drawn to them because they are familiar with the way they look more than the the service or the fees or whatever it might be and there's a great deal of comfort in that so um, that's been a challenge for us is just getting into the doorway I suppose and speaking to potential new clients on the back of a brand new and looking quite different brand compared to what else is what else is out there.
0: How, how are you going about getting those conversations or perhaps, you know, establishing your brand a bit more and making people more aware of it? I'm assuming that sort of marketing and whatever format it may be must come into this. What, what are you doing in that area?
1: Yeah, it's a tricky one. Yeah. Um, because uh, the, the, the kind of success breeds success in this industry, as you know. So so if you put a house on the market on Rightmove or on Supla, um, people will look at it. And if you're a landlord, you might think, oh, you know, they're letting that house down the road. I might call them up. If you're thinking of selling or someone's selling down the road, I might call them up. So the more you have on the market, the more boards you get up, the more exposure you get. Um, So for us, it was about spending what budget we had on marketing in the right manner so that we could increase our exposure. Um, Thankfully, we started off with a small but a a portfolio of properties from day one. So we could put boards up on those straight away. Um, And we invested fairly heavily in the portals. Um, so that we even if we didn't have listings on there from the outset we had a presence on there so people saw the brand um, and but we are aware that that that's going to take a while to kind of filter through and people to call us because they've seen our brands rather than because they want the house that we're selling or letting Um, and it is a challenge for, for any new business but particularly in a crowded marketplace.
0: I think as well, like obviously, you know, looking at your website is quite sleek, I suppose is the word. I mean, you know, yeah. it looks like you have put the effort into um, into establishing that when you're not as well known as some of the established brands out there, perhaps not necessarily you as people, but in terms of the brands themselves, yeah. Um, yeah. having that, that initial digital shop front as well as your branch, as you said, you've already uh, had to put thought into what that looks like. It must yeah. be, uh, take a, quite a bit of brainstorming around that, trying to <laughs> trying to refine exactly what you want to present to people.
1: It did actually. And that's a great point that the having a, an office presence was quite, it, is a great advertising for us. Um, we had, it had crossed our minds. Did, did we need one? Did, did we need a physical office? Cause we based ourselves initially in, in a, we work in, in town. So we didn't have any presence, but we were working together and the cost of an office and everything that goes with it's quite, quite high, but the, we got quite lucky with where, 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 where we're based We're on a, a corner on a junction. So people often stop in their cars, at the lights and they, and they look in, um, but actually, it's probably the best spend that we've spent for advertising indirectly because we have a permanent presence on a busy road with our name on it um, and people see it. Whether they walk in or not, it isn't really the point is whether they go to the website and pick up the phone or, or continue to recognize the brand when they drive past.
0: And in terms of, you know, when you started to get set up, was there anything that you came across that you thought, well, that's unexpected, whether it was an opportunity or whether it was a, a challenge? Is there anything that you didn't plan for that, that happened?
1: Um, I, I'm not sure in terms of kind of setting up the business. I, th- I think the market took took us by surprise when we started. We, we, um, so, so the, the Cambridge market is renowned for being pretty busy anyway, but we'll, when we put our first property on, on the market, um, we couldn't quite believe the volume of phone calls we, we got, and we weren't pr- quite prepared for it, I suppose, because we were expecting, you know, a fairly slow start and since we're a new business and, and we, we had contacts, but, but nothing more, um. And I think we we quickly had to make sure that we had the processes in place and the kind of the manpower supposed to deal with what um, what the market was throwing at us because you know ideally we'd do one viewing sell the house but of course if you can't do that so we had loads of viewings so we had to start getting organised in terms of who was going to be where and doing 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 what and we hoped hoped hope I think expected to have a slightly slower start and kind of ease ourselves into it. Um, but ever since we started, actually, since early May, the market has continued at that pace. I suspect it will slow down. Um, but it was a bit of a wake-up call for us. You know, you, you're back in work now. You're um, and you need to get get on it. Um, so uh, that that was probably the thing that took us most by surprise.
0: How did you cope with that?
1: Yeah, so there the, are the three of us uh, now, and we're desperately trying to find a fourth and fifth. Um, that the recruitment is also tricky at the moment. Um, but we. Because we come from a larger business, we did have the intent to build ours from day one to be scalable. So we took on um, particular software packages, uh, Good Lord and, and our property management software that could be scalable pretty quickly. so so we had all that in the background. I think it was more a um, a kind of organizational thing between the three of us as to who's going to be where, when, um, because when there's only so few of you in the office but you need that presence. You need to organise your time really, really well, while still being able to service the business that you have and going out to to find more. So, um, I think that I think that was the biggest challenge initially, and probably the one that we still still face now because we are we are very busy with with houses to let and to sell, um, and trying to find an extra pair of hands or two to help us with our office presence to make sure that we can always keep the office covered while we're out actually doing doing the day job.
0: And in terms of that scalability, it's. Obviously, it does sound like it's something that you've planned for. But when you, when we're talking about setting up a new business, how far ahead do you plan?
1: Uh, yeah, um, I, th- I think probably in a level of detail, probably the first twelve months, um, and then we have kind of broader ideas for two-year, three-year, five-year plans. But um, if, you know, if we don't hit that twelve-month period, then the two, three, and five-year plan don't matter anyway. So um, we have a pretty solid kind of roadmap as to how we see the business going in their first 12 months and we we hope we can we can achieve it but i I suspect we'll reassess that uh, 10 months in if and then look at the kind of the two-year and the three-year plan um uh, and just see whether we've hit the the kind of benchmarks we set ourselves for the the number of houses we were going to sell or the number of units for lettings that we've got on our books um and whether we've got sufficient staff on board to to support us going forward so um really in detail the first 12 months because we just knew that was crucial If, if we were still here in 12 months time we were doing okay
0: and, I mean, in terms of things that you've carried over, the learnings that you've brought over again, now that you've been doing this for a few months now, what would you say is the biggest thing that you took from your past experience? You know, whether whether it is in the property industry, whether it's just generally um, that you think that has helped you um, so far make, make this a success in your, in your new venture?
1: Yeah, so far. Um, probably not to be too negatively impacted by things that don't quite go your way. So... Um, we the, the premises that we're now in we initially weren't successful in in securing the lease for and there were very few on the market there were very few good options and we i remember sitting in the we work with with my business partner thinking you know we can't do this without a proper office presence because we decided that that's the route we were going to go down um and if there's nowhere for us to go, how are we going to do it um as luck would have it the the lease that had been or was being negotiated on it before us fell through and they came back to us and we got it. So um, I, th- I think from that we'll learn that there might be immediate letdowns or um, disappointments, but actually there'll be another opportunity. There'll be uh, another, if it's another office to lease, or there'll be another house to sell or another house to let, or, or there'll be another employee to hire. So um, I think it's, it's kind of that side of it, not to be too disheartened when things don't go exactly as to plan because more often than not there'll be another opportunity around the corner.
0: And I mean in terms of other agents um, or other entrepreneurs like I say perhaps out there that are considering setting up their own business within this field, what would you say the top things that they should consider and the things that they should really prioritize? I know that we've gone through some of the steps and the things that you did have to consider but what would you say are yeah. the most important out of those?
1: Oh, um, I think a big plus for for my business partner and Alex and I was the fact that we were in this, the, the kind of right stage of our careers really. So, so we'd done, we had experience in running a business, even if it wasn't the one that, that, that we owned in, in entirety. So we weren't too daunted by the prospect of doing so. Um, and I think it's easy to take the jump too early. And it's also very easy to, to not take the jump at all and, and do it too late. Um, so I, th- I think getting the timing right is pretty key for one's own personal experience. Um, but also, Almost being a, a kind of jack of all trades because you need to be, you know, you need to be able to understand the finance, you need to be able to understand the marketing and the HR and the, you know, how, how an office goes together and um, how a lease will work or, um, you know, how, how do you run the finances of the business once you start making money. Um, so just having an awareness that there are all these different things that that go into it and it's not just being able to sell let a letter house, which is obviously important, but if you can't do the things behind it, then you won't have the time either to, to do the day job. So um, uh, one needs to be open to learning about everything, whether you think they're exciting or not, uh, because actually when it comes to running the business, they're, they're pretty imperative.
0: That all seems quite useful advice as well for if when you're looking at expanding your business and taking on new staff and new team members as well. I suppose it's just bearing that in mind. I mean, are there any other skills that you would say that you do look for the kind of like your ideal um, estate agents, as it were, or estate letting agents?
1: um they're probably the softer skills i'm so it's probably the um you know when when i interview someone for either the sales or lettings job um if if, if i like them if if they're engaging when when you speak to them if they're, they're confident when they speak they, the the kind of technical side of it the process side of it to, to a greater or lesser extent you can you can learn you can teach um but if you can engage with someone and be interested in people Uh, just naturally that's that's always really key because this is the the, i know we, we buy and sell and rent properties but actually it's about the people people will choose to sell their houses through us because they they trust us and they like us um or let their houses through us because they trust us and like us so um if we can have people around us who are uh can can be Engaging and can communicate well—that um, will really help. And, and that's kind of the—that's what I would look for when someone walks into an interview. Is, is is that confidence and that ability to to talk to anyone, really, and talk to anyone, whether they are a thirty-something um, full-time employed person or they are a seventy-eight-year-old retiree. You know, they need to be able to engage with anyone at, a, at any level um, and, and confidently.
0: No, that does make complete sense, as much as I think that you're talking about some of the software in the background um, and things that do help agents do their job in the right way. It is all to help them be able to speak more with their customers and and have more of that communication and and so on with them. So it makes sense that that sort of those are the sorts of skills that you'd be looking for.
1: It is, yeah, yeah, and actually, uh, uh, we we made a bit of a play of that on our on our website in, in our branding that. Um, I think there's a danger when it comes to technology that it's used to distance yourself from your client um, to make things automated, which can be really useful. Um, but actually, what we wanted ours to do is to integrate ourselves more with our clients. So we have it's a small thing, but we've got a WhatsApp um, link on our website. So you can WhatsApp us anytime. Um, and and that's, people have loved that. They've really enjoyed communicating us via WhatsApp because it's far more informal and it's far more um, common to what a lot of people that we're working with are used to using they're on their phones whatsapping their mates anyway so um it's little things like that that we hope will just make us stand out a little bit from the crowd but also make it much easier for our clients and our our our, our landlords and um, vendors to to communicate with us
0: do you think that that is sort of the direction that the industry is heading in perhaps that bit more of a informal um stance do you think that other agents will cotton on to this
1: I'm, i'm sure they will yeah i think it's a sign of the times really um i think uh you know the the um the need for us to kind of hear and recognize what the um, younger generation, the, the, the kind of um, the 30 to 50 generation are, are doing in terms of their, of how they communicate and, and, and the methods in which they use and they're more comfortable with. Um, definitely. Uh, and, and I'm sure it's not just our industry. I'm sure lots of service industries will be um, looking at the way that they manage their clients and communicate with them and thinking, are, are we, are we 10 years behind or are we um, listening and, and, and actually doing or using the methods in which that, that, that would be most effective? So um, it, and it's actually for myself and for my colleagues, it's, it's easier for us because, again, we're on our phones and, and we can um, communicate quickly back and send a quick message without having to write a long formal email or having to be sat at your desk. Um, so it kind of helps. Hopefully it kind of helps everyone.
0: And on this topic, I mean, do you have any kind of final considerations? Any top advice that you'd give to to others out there that are looking to set up their own business, or set up their own estate agency, so that they can do it in a successful way, like you you have so far?
1: I, I would say, think it through absolutely, because it's um, it, it's a hell of a leap. Um, you know, working for yourself or being reliant upon yourself for um, for, for your livelihood, I suppose. Um, but it is it's the most rewarding thing you'd ever do. But there will be some at times when you think, "Oh, why did I bother?" Or well, you know, "Why am I causing this sort of stress? Why am I? Why have I got this sort of um, financial responsibility?" But um, if you have the right mentality and you're motivated for it, um, there's nothing better. There's nothing better than than walking into an office that you know has your name on or that, that you're you own or you're you're responsible for. Um, but it does require kind of brain power and thought process twenty four seven while. I don't have to be in the office for, for those, you know, really long hours. I'm always thinking about it. I'm always thinking what's, what's next. Um, what are we are going to need next? What does the business need next? Um, and I love it. I enjoy it. So that that's, it doesn't feel like a chore to me, um, but it is, it's all encompassing. So um, I, I referred to earlier about make sure you, you're on the right stage of your own life to be able to, to do it. Um, and, and that's pretty key. I think, you know, have you got the time to dedicate to it? Have you got the, the um, enough brain capacity to be able to think about everything you need to think about at that time um, because the first six months setting up and the next six months of the the first six months of the business are all encompassing but if you enjoy that sort of thing it's there is nothing better
0: no, it certainly sounds like you have to be very invested in in your business in order to, to make sure that you yeah. you do get it to it. You need to push yourself to make it a success. Um, of course, yeah. And I guess just my, my final question, just to, just to wrap it up, really. Uh, talking about being invested in it, you obviously are invested in your business, in the industry. You've already talked about how the volume of demand that you've had coming through has already surprised you. Um, would you say, therefore, that you, you are positive, presumably, about the industry at large? you think that it's heading in the right direction and that uh, the future is looking positive for it?
1: Yeah the market I mean the the, the market that, that we happen to to sit in in Cambridge is, is can be fairly insulated from the rest of the wider market because of the the uniqueness of the the city itself um we're incredibly busy but I'm sure that'll slow down autumn winter time um there are kind of pressure points in terms of the interest rates uh and just the seasonal changes that comes with demand um but I I think in, in the in the wider space the market over the medium and long term I think it looks looks fairly positive, um, but I wouldn't be surprised over the next six to twelve months to see it certainly slow down in terms of volume um, and uh, prices. Whether they drop or they just stagnate, I don't know. But um, I don't think it would continue at this pace that we that we currently see. Um, in terms of the industry itself, you know, I, th- I think the the continued push for qualifications and recognition of experience is pretty key. Um, I think some of my potential clients will, will want to sit in their living rooms and I say, anyone can be a letting agent. Anyone can do this. There's no minimum barrier to enter, entry. Um, I'm always quite surprised. Um, but I think that a lot needs to be a lot needs to be done to kind of push the value of experience and qualifications and knowledge. Arla are great and they're very supportive. Um, but I do think it, it's a big challenge of ours. And I, I found it before explaining why there's good value in having people who are qualified to do Things or, or potentially sales in the future um and and that will be a challenge for the industry because it's it's so competitive fees can be quite can be the 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 method in which you try and win a transaction if you if you're going to go low on the fees but actually a race to the bottom is not going to suit anyone um, it should be about quality it should be about providing a good service um, uh, and that i think that will be the challenge that that the industry as a whole faces over the next couple of years probably
0: i think that uh, through our discussions there's the the importance of all of those things, you know, planning, timing, uh, lo- looking at making sure that you are giving customers what they want, and just to make sure that the whole industry is heading in the right direction. It's yeah, uh, yeah. hopefully people, listeners out there, will be able to take some some good tips from that and be able to apply it if they're looking at, you know, if they're quite early stage or if they're looking at starting their own agency as well. So, thank yeah. you ever yeah. so much for taking the time just to talk through your experiences so far and perhaps in a year or so's time we'll be able to come back together and uh, and uh, we'll we'll have a catch-up then and see how it's going then.
1: i'm sorry yeah that'd that'd be great yeah